Recording engaged. Do you want to do the clap? Clap. No need for a clap anymore. No. Because we've not got a second microphone anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Woody and Letters, downsized. To buy one mic. <laughs> next <laughs> kind of, next one week, we do a show with no microphone. Yeah, just a tin can and a cardboard box. Hopefully you can all hear it. Are you ready to listen to two guys talk about stuff, about films and such, and then listen to some music that's unlicensed? It's not as epic when you put it all into like a little sentence, is it? It's kind of really mundane, <laughs> and, you know. Yeah, but I assume there were hordes of people going... Yes, like a wrestling match. Well, it's not like it's not, we're not we're not like um. You see, this is it. I'm trying to find a universally popular thing. It's not like we're um, wrestling. Wrestling is universally wrestling? popular. Wrestling is it? Well, is it? I mean, maybe. I've heard, I know a lot of critics of wrestling. I like it. Who's the guy in Simpsons with the? I think it's the medallions. But he's a real guy. Oh, Don something or other. Do, I, do you mean Derek Tatum's? <laughs> Derek Tatum's manager, yeah. yeah. Who's that? Like, Joe, would you like to uh, be a boxer someday? No. Why not? Well, it involves punching and being punched. I think I'd be too, I'd be, I'd be too polite, I <laughs> That's think. That's true, I forgot about that. Uh, well, I'd like to, you know, maybe, maybe that's what I need. Maybe I need to, um... Maybe I need to get my aggression out somehow, and maybe boxing would be the way to do it. Maybe that, that you know, I see what you're saying, but you'd get your ass kicked. Probably. What if I was really good though? I mean, we're not talk- I'm not talking first good day. Like, well, hey, if mm. I really worked at it and I did like the Rocky montage and you know exercise and skipped a lot and ran up some stairs. Skipped a lot, and you think you'd be a world heavyweight <laughs> champion? I'm not saying even saying that. I just might be able to. You know, put up a fight is what I mean. I'd rather do martial arts though. Yeah. Even then, can you see me, um, Bruce Lee? Yeah, that's it. Number two right here. Anyway, oh yeah, we're on a radio show. <laughs> yeah, that sort of slipped out, didn't it? What? Um, who are we? What do we do? Well, we'll do people who don't know. Who you we are. did it. You did it. You did it in the announcer voice, though, didn't you? Like, oh yeah, yeah I did. You, you, you told the people what we did. We talked about films and television and other visual medias, and um, and uh, play music, royalty free music for people to listen to, enjoy, and maybe even use if they ask nicely. Yeah, we'll put a link to every artist that you hear in the show underneath our or wherever this is posted. Wherever like you found us, SoundCloud is where I've tend to. At least post it once. Yeah, hopefully we'll be on iTunes very soon. Yeah, yeah, I'm meant to get on that, aren't I? <laughs> it's just slipped by, really. But yeah, the last time you um, you were listening to this, if you were on, heard the last episode, um, we were going to Comic Con. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were just about to go to London and go to Comic Con to see our film screened. And we thought we it was just for, we were just happy to see it. Well, we were just happy. Yeah, to it was it was amazing. Uh, fantastic characters. Yeah, was like it was the biggest Comic Con I've ever seen. Um, well, London's a different ball game altogether, isn't it? That's very true. Because um, compared to Sheffield, Sheffield's tiny, but London is. The cosplays are immaculate. I know it was, they they are they, it's Manchester bringing was, these fictional characters to life. And in a way that just surpassed me. Well, I've been to the Manchester Comic Con, the MCM Manchester, mm-hmm. and that was quite big, quite big. Yeah. This was big on a whole new scale. You know, yeah. we're talking 
two. It like, felt like aircraft hangers yeah, worth yeah. of stuff. It was, and the costumes were great, and you know there was so mm-hmm. much stuff. I spent forty quid's worth on just stuff. Yeah, pointless there's so stuff. Much. There's so much, but um, I didn't have to spend that much because, uh, of course, on the Sunday we shot, we saw our film played at four o'clock, um, along with nine other great films. Mm-hmm. They're all really, really good. Well, re- uh, really good. Yeah, like, I, I was immense. Um, I, I honestly thought. Well, Shout out to the MCM forty-eight hour film race people if you're listening. Yeah, they um, were all brilliant, and for some reason, we got fourth place. I don't know how we did it. <laughs> But two geeky guys, if you're listening, very sorry. Um, I can't believe it, personally. But also, have it. <laughs> <laughs> I like you have to try and find the most polite way. Yeah, yeah. To be aggressive. <laughs> a little bit. That was lovely. Competitive. It was friendly competition. Yeah, friendly competition. Yeah. No, I wouldn't compete. I wouldn't even want to try to compete with them. But the the um they they done some great stuff. They, I, they, I, I mean, their film was really good. Yeah. It was really good. I I was I was as soon as they announced they were fifth, I was like, oh, we're done then. That's a good night, everybody. Nice to nice to be here. So fourth place that got us a loads of. Loads of tat, basically. Loads of tat, yeah. Loads of um, we got like Legos and some game books, DVDs, and, and Magic the Gathering cards. Yeah, and um, and some uh, like little cuddly toys and, and such. And of course, um, a, a fake Oculus Rift thing. Yeah, it's just the Google Cardboard thing. Is that what's called? Seen it? I think so. Um, well, this one it says Biz. Uh, Briz, Briztech VR. Briztech VR, shout but out to like, you. Um, yeah, so that was really nice. But um, it's so simple, it's just you can make it yourself out of cardboard, I think. You can print off the oh, uh, thing and like put it out yourself. Lifted it for so, you there. Uh, like... There's a little lenses in this one, so it's a little little more advanced, but it's basically the same thing. You just put your phone in and you download the app, you know, and it represents oh, sort of a virtual reality, like a really cheap Oculus Rift. You should really yeah. have a go with it. Yeah, yeah except we can't figure out how to make it work on either of our phones. Uh, you were going to try it in this episode, weren't you, Woody? But that ain't happening, so maybe maybe the next episode we'll do that. Yeah, thinking about it, though, how exciting would that be for the audience, for me going, oh, <laughs> looks real, that. That's <laughs> a good two, point. For about 20 minutes, I don't know if people have enjoyed it as much. I just thought, I, I, don't, I was just curious of your yeah. reaction. Yeah, to be fair, it would have been funny, probably. You've never actually seen Done anything. Any virtual reality before have you? I've not done anything like that before the closest I've come is those 360 um, videos on YouTube because those yeah. are those are madness I, um, those are awesome I, um, I really want they've done a Star Wars one um, as a, in a speeder I really want to try that one. Oh my Cause, oh my because that would be amazing I mean we got um, what, did we, what did we even go on it was, was it I can't remember I think I just saved the video one time and it was just, it was just a really, yeah, it was, it, it, it was like, it's a new way of doing film, really, because you could do a, yeah. you could do a film it's interactive, like that. you can, basically, it was like, uh, it's like a 360 camera, and um, they shoot, uh, and th- this one was from, like, a helicopter, and um, so the film's happening, and, you know, it's, you're flying through the desert or whatever, and you can, with the click of a mouse, you can point the camera in any direction you want and look around, even though this is pre-recorded, you can sort of see from any direction you want to see. So stuff could be going off on the right that you wouldn't even know about because you're mm-hmm. on the left. But that's isn't that the way of just things in general, though? Exactly. It makes, it makes a whole Whatever new Whatever you immersion. film, you're only filming one aspect of, of an entire but world that's happening. It really. does bring a whole new immersion to things. I think if you combine that with, say, this um, uh, BrizTech VR, mm. you could, you know, as your head turned, you could get a full... Well, this is, this is basically what... Um, virtual reality is trying to do right now I, I think um, 
with uh, like um, Oculus Rift and such. Another ones. There's there's actually a bunch of. I think Samsung's loads, yeah. got their, their one and stuff. But um, I tried some out at Dockfest in Sheffield, and uh, it was it was it was really impressive. Gaming aspect, people are really excited about that. Yeah, I can see that. I really can. Personally, I'm more excited at the prospect of um, watching films that way. I think you could do a lot of it. I think it, 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 it's it's again it's 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 a new it's a new technology. Mm. It's gonna take a while for it to settle and people to figure out what they can do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, it's like it's like it's like um, you ever seen the Victorian, like um, the first well the first ever films with the train coming into a um, a station. Yeah, yeah. And everyone freaks out. Everyone freaks out because yeah. it's like the train's coming towards. It's gonna hit us. Yeah, it's like that. It's like, it, just filming things, and people are like, "What to the a new degree of reality?" So really. to to an extent, we've got to try and settle down and relax and realize, well, what we got here? How can we tell a story with this? It'll, yeah. it'll be so expensive as well. You can imagine. Can't oh God, yeah. Well, it's, it, but the thing is, if you have that camera, then you just work everything around that. I mean, I watched this documentary. It was the only thing there that wasn't either virtual reality a game you know or like generated on a computer kind of thing and it was this documentary about some graffiti artists in new york and um you went through the whole thing and you put the glasses on and the thing is they just left it there while they were talking about the projects and stuff like that and pasted on the wall and you know spray painting and because it was at human head height you felt like you and you're standing and you're looking and you can just look around at the people next to you and, and it honestly felt like you were in the room with them brilliant with the headphones on you so that just got me really excited as a filmmaker because I thought, okay, imagine, say, for example, Pulp Fiction. You're sat in the back seat. Yeah. You look to your right, there's a dead body, his head's been blown off. In the front, you've got Sam Jackson and... Uh, oh, that would be good, wouldn't And it? John Travolta. Whole talk, new. Talking about hamburgers and stuff. And and, and it's like and he's just sat down and you're in the car with them. That's what it would feel Jungle like. Boogie. Didn't, didn't, yeah. <laughs> Jungle Exactly. Yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned games and not being as excited about those. Um, as an avid gamer myself, I am really excited about the idea of that. I mean, you could have... You could have so much immersion. Horror would be absolutely amazing. Oh. And I've seen some people be, you know, playing on these uh, virtual realities with horror sets, like in a deserted carnival or something like that, oh. and literally being there. That's you know, horrific. You can't look away. Point. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you can. But is that uh, is that any better? <sighs> if you're just looking away and you just hear it coming oh, towards you, oh, and you no, do I look? Yeah. Do I look? Oh. I, 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 this is it. Virtual reality seems like something that's really exciting for all different aspects. And on that lovely now, can we play a track, please? What, on re- virtual reality? Does it have to on, be related to No, in mono or stereo. <laughs> All right. Through the internet. Um, oh, yeah, so this is a band I've seen live in Camden uh, a few days after ago. Com- after Comic-Con. Yeah, it was it? the night after Comic-Con. Um, so, Sunday night. Uh, yeah, they were really, really cool. I was in this nice bar, and um, yeah, I just I spoke to them, and they're happy to have our music on the show. Um, yeah, they're called um, Kings Without a Throne. Kings Without a Throne. We had a bit of problem finding them, didn't we? <laughs> a little. I said Kings with No. I said Kings with No Throne. I think there's another band called something Ooh. similar, but that was a nice noise, wasn't it? Technical difficulty.
king with no throne there with Wonderland. Wonderland. Yeah. Oof. Good song. I I absolutely love that song. I've listened to it like ten times since I saw him. You saw him live though, didn't you? Of course. So. Yeah, and it was it was pretty incredible. I can imagine they're pretty cool live. Yeah, really intense. Yeah, the guy, the guys like really going for it. It's just two guys, you know, one on just keyboard, oh. one on drums. Oh, there you are then. Mm. No, I got a real um, future vibe from it. Kind of a dystopia, but in a really melancholy, in a sweet sort of charming yeah. way. Yeah. Not as obvious as like the 1984 Children of Men grim future, but there's just something off about it. Ooh, just yeah. like yeah, it's like a few. It's like a future. Everyone seems okay, but you know what's really going on here. Yeah, I like that. Actually, that would totally work. I'm thinking, um, you know, the music video for that's a Sidonia. Yeah, the um, yeah, the um, sort of sci-fi cowboy film. Yeah, that they made out in that. Yeah, something like that. It would fit into. Yeah, if that was a genre. <laughs> If that was a genre, it's good. It should be a genre. I, 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 I love that. I mean, if there's any music video that should be a film, it's that music video. Well, have you ever heard of Cowboy Bebop? Yes. Yeah, a very famous anime. One of the um, one of the most. But it's um, it's 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 a lot of people say that's where Firefly came from. Oh. Because if you look at if you look at Cowboy Bebop, it's a similar sort of thing. It's cowboys in space. Hmm. And Firefly's got that sort of feeling about it. I'm not saying exactly like they don't hurt me, Firefly fans, but you know, <laughs> um, it's got that certain vibe about it, Firefly. And yeah, no, I could see that sort of music in something like that. Hmm. As I said, maybe not as not not as obvious a dystopia, but more of a you know, it's something looks nice from the outside, but there's actually a bit of a dark undertone to it. Ooh, like you know, he enters the wrong room or whatever, and sees like. Something like people hooked up to machines or whatever being pumped or something like that, you know. Yeah. And he runs off. Damn. Yeah, and it's him escaping. Yeah. And it's do, 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 yeah, it's know. definitely an escapey kind of running, definitely moving in it. Yeah. Well, maybe not at all. Maybe float, floating through space isn't the one. You know, we could. It's the drums. It's that. It's so energetic and like kinetic. Yeah, there's a lot of it. Feels like it feels like something that should be some something should be happening, doesn't it? Like something, like, something anxiety ridden or something. Mm. Oh dear me! So as this is published, Halloween. Oh, Spooktober. What? The thirty first. <laughs> Brilliant. Is of course um, Halloween, and uh, for me, I love Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm gonna miss my family. During Halloween, I mean, because they You're really not even go with for... them this year. No, well, well, this is it. They're, they're, it. I'd have to get, a, I'd have to get a train back. It's expensive, and mm. yeah, and we, but we, we, we like Halloween at my house. It's something we, we take very seriously. We used to try and, we used to try and, you know, really give a nice horror vibe when people came trick or treating to the door. Yeah, I remember going around yours once. It was good. Jember scared you there when we were scaring people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kept hiding behind the you, the drive the car in the driveway, and then when people came up to the to get some well, treats, we'd like jump out of them. Because I did that for years. Um, I did that for basically when I stopped, got a bit too old for trick or treating. I decided to do scare people coming to the door instead. <laughs> um, the thing is, it's I think it shows a lot about my horror taste as well because I. I'm a big horror fan. My dad raised me to be to love horror. I was raised on Hammer horror films like Christopher Lee, Dracula, and nice. um, the Mummy, and uh, the Wolfman, and the Creature from the Black Lagoon. 
It's that sort of that sort of old classic horror sort of thing. And um I I a lot of times when I was with people scaring people, sometimes they'd just boo or they'd shout at people as they came in. Mm. And they'd you know, they'd be scared. You're, yeah. you're the more subtle approach, right? No, I don't say a word. <laughs> I'm there in a mask. Yeah. It's dark anyway, you can't see what I look like. Yeah. It's a silhouette and I just walk out silently, don't say a word, and then just sort of gesture to the door. And that people were terrified to go any further from them from there. <laughs> yeah. One child know. fell over backwards. And I made a couple of kids cry so I had to stop at those points. But you know yeah. Proud of that. Yeah, well I mean it's good to be scared. I think um I think uh, I, I I used to love going to do the um to like the London Dungeons and the um I mean, in the UK, we have, uh, if, you, if you're from, not from the UK, we have a lot of, you know, like, history sort of museum places, which has got a real horror vibe to them. Yeah. I used to love those things, um, like, fake courtroom or whatever, where they tell you about the laws they used to have back in the um, the early 20th, 20th century, and um, oh, yeah. and all the torture devices that used to be getting. And the people who were acting in there got really into it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It looks like a great job. So, favourite horror film? Favourite horror film? Oh, it's a very good question, actually. I love Halloween. Um, the original. Oh yeah, the original John John Carpenter. I think it is, isn't it? Um, but yeah, that's just nineteen um, seventies. I think it's a it's a sweet little film. It's um, it's just got it's it's cheaply made. It wasn't. It didn't have a big budget, mm. so they had to rely a lot on not seeing everything and of course and of course creating a tone rather which than... actually turns out to be. More helpful, I think, than in than your average, you know, scare fest. And there's a, there was a few jump scares, I think, but they weren't. It wasn't like they weren't as. It wasn't like today where it's all jump scares and that's it. Mm. You had a real sense of fear, tone. When when you when you knew Michael Myers was in the same house, the 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 music top let you know the whole the whole house felt terrifying because you knew that this fellow in a Captain Kirk mask was going to come at you. Mm. So you know it's um, <laughs> it, it's like um, it's like uh, the birds, you know. Yeah, the Hitchcock film. It's like it's so old, and yet I can sh- I've shown that to my little sister recently, and she's been watching some real scary horror films recently, and then I and. Um, well, I say real scary, just the latest ones, you know what I mean? The new ones, yeah. Yeah, because obviously she's young and, you know, she, whatever, she, she gets a kick out of it. And um, she feels like she can't be scared that much anymore by them all, you know what I mean? And uh, then I was like, I mentioned this, I mentioned the birds, the Hitchcock film, and she was like a bit apprehensive to him. I'm like, mm. well, I can't get scared by today's modern day graphics and, you know, all the power, will, the force of Hollywood in its modern state. And I was like, all right, well, just give it a go. She was terrified, actually. Several points in the film, she absolutely jumped out of her skin. So there you are. You see, I think it's it's something that really has been lost in a way in modern day horror. Is that tone of horror? Mm. It, it's not. It's scariness isn't always fear. Saying? Isn't always just being jumped scared. It's it's creating that room, creating that tone. I mean, Woman in Black, um, the new Daniel Radcliffe. Well, not new, but the mm. recent Daniel Radcliffe return to Hammer Horror yeah. gave it a really good go. And to give it credit, yeah, you know, it's it's certainly they they certainly you can see they're really trying yeah. to capture that mood. Arguably it worked. I mean I think it did. I, I, I liked the film. I thought it was a nice little 
call back to a, a time long forgotten, but I did get got a lot of critics, didn't it? Mm. I mean, I mean, I really like Daniel Radcliffe. I think um, I I reckon he's going to do really well. I've used I've used well, well, more than more than he already has. He's one of the successful actors in the whole time uh, in, in of his age group, but you know, actually get the recognition that he deserves because. Um, because it's sponsored by Daniel Radcliffe's agent. What's no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying because <laughs> I'm just cause something I've been thinking about the last couple of weeks. Um, well, my favorite horror film. Thanks for asking. Oh, sorry. <laughs> is um, is well, it's a toss up. I think it's a toss up. I really want to because I, I say what really scared me when I first saw it, the Blair Witch Project. I know this is a debatable one because a lot of people think that this film really isn't the isn't scary at all. It annoys a lot of people, I know. But I, I don't care. I love it. I, it scares me every time. It's the epitome of what uh, of leading things to to um to to just be there in the background and not you're not sure and you never really see anything. You know? That's what is what is what's most scary. I think a lot of people take it for just the marketing campaign. Which was this is real found footage. Yeah, and yeah. that's it. They don't take it for the, it does that the perfectly. Excellent filmmaking. That I it mean, is. it's got ridiculous now with like paranormal activity and stuff. Yeah, but well, even like, that was a brilliant campaign. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, the first one was alright, but um, <laughs> it's like that as well was really special to me because I was like just starting out filmmaking as well when I saw it. Yeah, and so I was getting used to a life behind the camera as well myself. You know, so I understood what that was like, and so when you're in the mind of these filmmakers, which I was, that was me. It was super like obvious why everyone was doing everything, and it felt so real. The people's reactions and stuff. I mean, the way it was filmed was made for that. I mean, it was basically unscripted, and they did, and they were genuinely fighting. That, yeah, I, think. I mean, the I actors were subjected to things they had no idea about. So, like, it, it, that's I guess that's how that happened. It came naturally. So. Um, but I, it just put me in the position so much that I was absolutely just oh, that's terrified the whole the, the whole time through. I, I was on edge the whole time, you know. On top of that, since you've got two, I've got another one which really sticks with me. What was my second one? I don't know. You've got a second one coming now, haven't you? That's, that's what I mean. So I'll do one, you do one, and I'll do another one. Deal. That's fair, isn't it? That works. So I'm so I just thought of another one um, that really stuck with me. Alien. Alien, and not yeah. aliens, not this new loads yeah. of them. It was just one ship, a crew, and one alien, mm-hmm. and that's all it needed. Mm-hmm. For what all it needed was because Alien now. Well, they, I, I mean, I like Aliens, so I think it's no, really it's fun. not. And I like the franchise as well. I like the games, and I like I like mm. what they've done with it. But um, nowadays, they just seem like easy to kill. And like you know, they just they they need loads of them, and they can be ticking off. Yeah, it's more of like a action sort of stuff they've gone for now, which but, is still great. But the the cool the cool horror, the first one was so horror, and it was, it so, was well, that's yeah, what, it was so great. That's what I think's the best thing about it. I think, I mean, it's it's something which hadn't been really done to that extent before. Mm. It was just it. It's just little things like the on the radar, seeing the two bleeps come together. It's like. That's excellent, because yeah. you don't need to see anything else. Yeah. And, I don't know, I mean, it's a lot of body horror as well, that thing coming out of him. Mm. It's just, 
that's all it needed to do for that alien to be terrifying. It didn't need an army of them. It was just one. That's all you needed. Yeah. And that's something which has really been lost with the Alien franchise now, really, is that sense that one's coming after you. I mean, they could do that with the games easily. They could make these aliens just have one of them chasing you around. It'd be brilliant. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know, get that sense of horror again, but they, I don't think they really have captured that sense. And it's a shame. I mean... As I said, I do like it, but... It's kind of blown too much out now, like, um, we've seen so much and so many of the aliens that to go backwards to maybe just one, I think, would be... People would feel, like, cheap, uh, ripped off, and, you know, they'd feel a bit like, what's the point in this? You know I mean? I've seen a horde of these aliens, you know what I mean? Why would you go back to one? So... I guess that's kind of why they well, can't really go back. You know? Well, well, maybe they need to maybe they need to take another alien and or a different sort of alien and try and do another film like that because <laughs> stop making so many remakes well, and sequels. Well, well, even even well, here's one: the thing, because mm. and they remade it recently. I know, but not to the way they did it, the original black and white film, because mm. that was. So you're not talking 1980s? No, not even then. We're talking like, I forgot when. It's like 1950s, 1960s. Mm. And it's black and white and you never see it really. You only see the thing right at the end. This walks through fire more or less. It's dead. It's terrifying. <laughs> and again, it's because you don't see it. It's, it's all behind the scenes. And, but yeah, Alien. That's another one which I just thought, what, what was really, what really you know, had me at the edge of my seat? And Alien was one of them. Yeah. Along with Halloween. It's just Yeah, I've got to Alien. That's fantastic. So what's your other one then? You had another one. Oh, um, Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> now I know that's like okay, it's like it is still a horror film. Okay, Ish. I will I will push for that. It's 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 a it's a zom rom com. It's, it's a romantic comedy with zombies. Zombies can be horror. Zombies are horror. Zombies can be. They don't have to necessarily they, be horror. They were anymore. born in horror. They were born in horror. It doesn't mean that they've not had like a successful stand up career though. You know, <laughs> they they they. they Shaun the Dead for one, um, they have become a bit so used that they've become a parody now, haven't they? Really? So, well, but this is the thing about Shaun the Dead is that it it is kind of um, a parody of of zombie films, but it's really subtly, and I feel like um, it's more of a, a nod to zombie films, but also, but not by referencing it or not by doing a spoof, by actually being all of the all of these cliches, but also giving it a nice spin. And it's like it's 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 modern. It's it's different. It's unique. It's so special. It's so special. Well, that Shaun the Dead is special. I mean, the thing about Shaun the Dead is, is that was the birth of the Cornetto trilogy, mm. which was no one had ever seen anything like Edgar Wright's films before. By the before this point, Edgar Wright made a style with that film more or less. Yeah. I mean, Spaced, he'd be doing it ish. Mm. He'd be he was developing. He was learning with. Sean oh, it's all Simon pretty Edwin. evident in 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 uh, spaced. But um, but I think I, I agree. I think Shaun of the Dead was all the dynamics of, of, the, of the way the story is told. Somehow they can make make a joke with Nick Frost and make Nick Frost this you know um, this completely slob, you know, lazy character who you think that's difficult. <laughs> but yeah, but then actually make you really care about it yeah, at the end, yeah. like. It become that, that that even though he never really does anything that actually kind of makes he said doesn't really ever say anything particularly no not really it's just out of character well just... I tell you what it is and spoilers um, it's the belief in that friendship really it's Sean and Sean and uh, what's his name I've forgotten Nick Foster uh, Ed Ed that the one thing that's really nice to watch and really what you enjoy about the st- the star of that film is their relationship. 
Yeah. It's the one thing that you always go back to and you can laugh at. Mm-hmm. You're constantly laughing at them. And by the end, when it comes to that moment where he has to leave Ed um, to the Ford, it's just, it's heartbreaking because yeah. you know you you know they love each other. Yeah. And it's just watching, and it's, I love that he could twist it like that. It's, he does it with all, he does it with all his films though, doesn't he? Edgar mm-hmm. Wright and Sam Pegg and they, they, they really make a, really usually a funny film, but not, not at all over the top. Well, a bit, but you know, mm. um, it feels like a real film, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, and I was going in thinking this was just a comedy. Yeah. But I ended up, I mean, I ended up laughing my ass off, but I also ended up crying and I also ended up terrified it was really scary and it's really emotional and it's really funny there's a few g- I can't I can't think of another film right now that honestly like has is really funny really emotional and really scary right I've got homework for you then I've got um, another film I want you to watch um, um, and if you've seen it at home then you'll know what I'm talking about um, brain dead brain dead brain dead is a Peter Jackson film Really? And it's one of his earliest ones oh, in New before Zealand. Before he was Peter Jackson. Before he did Lord of the Rings, well before then. It's one of his first ever films. Um, it's um, And it's one of my favourite zombie films. Oh, cool. And if you want to watch something which is, you know, funny, but um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's not for everyone. I know that. It's it, But it's, 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 for me, it's special in its own way. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. I think Peter, it, it, you, you, you have no idea this is the guy who made Lord of the Rings. You have no idea yeah. that this is the guy who made one of the most successful franchises of all time. You can't guess from that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's a few horror films for you folks. If you if you want to go check them out, um, and one more just for, just for the hell of it, uh, the haunting. The haunting. No, I haven't seen it. Um, I think it's called the haunting. It's a because it, there's two versions. There's a remake with Owen Wilson in it. Oh, yeah, and that, that that wasn't very good. But the what are you talking about? Yeah, no, we all love that one here, don't we? <laughs> he's all right. I, I there's some films I've seen. I can't even name one off the top of my head. <laughs> but there's a couple which I've, I mean, I watched. I, I mean, the last I hate fi- him. I think the last film I saw he's he's in Marley and Me, isn't he? Yeah, I hate that film so much. <laughs> I hate I hate Save that film me from so watching it. Then. But yeah, the haunting, the original haunting, um, nineteen sixty three. That's right. Yeah, that's a really good one as well. For just in terms of the whole argument against jump scares versus ambience and tone, and mm. you know, bringing a room to life, yeah, to make you scared rather than I just. Mean, there's nothing wrong with the odd jump scare. As I said, Halloween does it, and Alien does it, and it works. It scares you. Yeah, it's a legit. But they save them, don't they? They don't just every twenty seconds boom. Mm. Or it's not all reliant on that. Yeah, there is a lot of that with like um, with uh, I'm trying to think of specific. So how is paranormal? Paranormal. Is paranormal activity. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I like, again, I like the first one. I thought the first one was you know really interesting way of doing again, something. Again, yeah, I did too. Actually. But it's become a franchise now, isn't it? But then the others, oh, oh. I'm so schmo- so schmaltz. I'm just bored, and it's it's the same with Saw. Mm. Though I saw Saw one, I thought that's it. That's all I need to see. But the cool thing is, um, with things like um, like uh, jump scares, yeah, great. They will get a reaction out of me, and I'll be scared. But I'll be scared for maybe half a second, you know, and then it's over, I and it's all downhill. The psychological stuff when they really ease it in over time. Is working up something in you that will stay with you for hours after your film. You know those films where you just can't sleep that night because yeah. your eyes are open and you're terrified and you're those, still saying it's going round in your head. You're those films when 
you alone and you want to go to the toilet but you're terrified that someone's going to jump out at you. Yeah. That's the sort of, that's the sign of a good horror film. Yeah, definitely. And The Shining did that, for example. That was the one, that, that's the oh, most recent the one. Oh, The Shining. Oh yeah, my no, God. No, one no wait, go back. Go back. <laughs> the Shining's my favourite. The Shining. It's, it's not my favourite. I like, I, I like Kubrick and I really appreciate what he does but, um, I, it's fantastic. It's, 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 so it's, it's overrated in my opinion. Well, I think it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic as well. I think it's fantastic. Is it the is it the pinnacle of horror film? No, I don't think it is. I never said that. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, it's not one of my favorite horror films. Is what I'm saying, it made me scared. It made me scared to go home that night because I was at a friend's house when I watched it. And I had to go home. And I was like, Oh Christ, is Jack Nicholson going to jump out at me? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, Kubrick, well, Kubrick's just a, is is a league of his own, really. He's, yeah, yeah. Oh God, Kubrick. To even compare him to anything else is. 2001 Space Odyssey as well. But anyway... That's... Know, that. Well, people say Howl's one of the scariest villains. Scariest monsters, you know, because what is it? 2001. Don't even get me started on 2001. Let's not. Okay? We're gonna, well, it's a religion, all right? And I've, I'm trying to quit it, all right? You're like, you're, like, you're like the former head priest of 2001, but now... It's... it's it, it's it's so much. It's life. It's everything. I, I, I can't I can't spend my life thinking about the film because I could. I could spend the rest of my life just thinking about 2001 A Space Odyssey. And on that note, <laughs> that horror <laughs> note, let's what? move to the next track. I don't know. It was it was a really it was a really it was a really really forced segue. I do apologise. It's not even a segue. It stop, kind stop of was. Talking. I said no on that note. Horror note. What's a horror kind note? Of a segue. The, the noise that you hear when a jump scare happens or dun or something it, like that. Is that what they call it? That's, what I, that's what I call it. Brilliant. Mr. Woody. Brilliant. <laughs> Next track. Yeah. Here's a nice song for y'all. Bye. 
Welcome back, Woody and Letters. The uh, song was called Sinking. It was by a band called, well, I think they're called Feverkin. I, I just said Feverkin. I just, well, that's, how he, that's how he read to me. It probably is Feverkin because it's fever and then well, kin. Well, so. it looks like, well, that's it. It might not be, though. This is the thing. It just I read that and I read fever. That's what I read. So, mm. there you are. Oh, what a funny thing that is. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> I felt like we were about to play a game called that. Yeah, that, was, that was the jingle. That was the segue to the... Yeah, that was the segue. Let's play... Fun. I forgot what I said. Oh, what a funny, funny thing, thing that is. The Smith family. This week, um, I've thought of a little something different. Oh. Different from the one episode. Yeah, yeah, before. yeah. All the, the the one episode listening fans are like, "What the hell are you doing to the show?" Not that we. I have don't know a, if I trust yeah. this anymore. Not that we have a thing. Uh, my friend got me this book called uh, 642 Things to Write About." Oh wow! And they're all like little, um, just like uh, incentives for writing. Oh, cool! Like the first thing says, um, "What can happen in a second?" And then I wrote some things that can happen in a second. What can happen in a second? Well, what, what do you think? What can happen in a second? What can happen in a second? Um, I'll give you mine. A fly can blink 12 times. Really? If it had eyelids. Uh, That's what I wrote for that one. Um, also, um, so it's a hypothetical. You'd be given one whole second <laughs> and you'd just come up with a hypothetical. A heart can be broken. Oh. Also. Oh, deep. Also. Oh. Yeah. Also. A leg can be broken. <laughs> True, right? Come on. Yeah, you can't argue with that. Yeah, um, like you went straight from the sentimental heartbreak into literally, and your leg can break. Yeah. That leg will snap in two. So, anyway, I've been writing some other things in it. It's really, really good, actually, for getting the creative juices I imagine going. it is, yeah, because sometimes it is. Just, you just need a little bit of a push, don't you? Mm. You need to be given a circumstance. I think yeah. that's why the 48-hour film challenge went so well, because... We were given theme and a, and a line. So. Yeah, and then just go for it. And... Exactly. So, yeah, I can understand how that might work. So what, what have you been doing then? Well, this one um, is... Uh, this one said, something you had that was stolen. And then the first thing that came into my mind was something, and I ended up writing a little poem. Lovely. Do you want to hear it? Let's hear <laughs> it. Poetry Corner on Woody you've, ne- you've never heard this before, have you, Woody? No, I'm not, this is a genuine... First response, I'm with you here, audience. Yeah, here we go. It's called, I have stolen Christopher Nolan. Okay. (laughs) I have stolen Christopher Nolan. Sorry if you're a fan, but there will be no more Batman. A bad dream, far from perfection. Now this is the real end of Inception. Ambitious ideas behind Interstellar. Well, now the director's locked in my cellar. I'm living in the moment, oh. 
with my very own storyteller. That's it. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Nolan, please have listened to that. <laughs> and please, if anyone knows him. Yeah, pass that on to Christopher Nolan. I'm going to try and retweet him. That, that's what we should call the... Um, Episode. What's yeah, what's, what's, yeah, what's the poem called? Just know that I, I've stolen Nolan. I've stolen Christopher Nolan. I've stolen Christopher... Yeah, that's the... T- yeah, there you are. Yeah. Title of the episode. Now you, know, kid, now you know, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> why it's called that. Yeah. Name that's for a poem. There you are. Can you do more? You want me to do one for Yeah, week? I think so. I think, you, yeah. I think you need a director each week. And I think... Oh, well, hey, don't restrict me to directors. No, I, okay. It has to be film-related. Though. Film-related. That's, I can that's do that. Or t- TV. I can, I can live with TV film as well. TV. Deal. Yeah, I think that's... I think... I think yeah, because I'd like to TV hear more... Way. That really, that really, it was really good. I like the little reference at the end to uh, Memento. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the, I like the inception. I, I like the inception thing actually. This yeah. is the real end. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, suck on that. <laughs> is the spinny top spinning? You know. Well, well, thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I've been watching. I've been watching Doctor Who this week, really. I've been... Um, oh, yes, been watching... the new series. Yeah, series... Uh, Peter Capaldi's second out in The Doctor. Yep. Um, I'm not going to spoil it, because I'm fresh if you, since you're in the room and you don't want to be spoiled either. Yeah, I guess not. How much have you actually seen them? Um, I saw the first episode with Peter Capaldi, <laughs> and oh, to be honest, I wasn't blown away. He's not a blowy-away sort of actor, though. It's weird for me now. It's like I've been watching Doctor Who since I was very young. Well, pretty young. Are we talking the newer series? Cla- I'm the talking, new, we're yeah. talking New Who, not like yeah, classic. New Who. New Who. Um, and so it's like I've been through all the motions. I feel with it, and now it's a bit like it's sad. But I feel like I've just sort of a little bit grown out of it a little bit. Well, here's the thing about Capaldi. Go on. Because I reckon Eccleston and Tennant and Smith were all. As you say, exciting and whoa, whoa, what's going on over here? And they captured the tone of the audience then. Mm. I think Capaldi is capturing the tone of the new audience, uh, this grown-up audience who've grown up with the last few Doctors. I think it's trying to... Yeah, he's a lot more subtle. Mm. And I think he's a brilliant actor. I think... I mean, all the other... I love all the other Doctors. I think... um, Matt Smith is my least favourite. Not 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 that he's not a great actor and he's great as the Doctor. He's just out of all those all the Doctors. So I've, in the New Who series, he's my least favourite. But Peter Capaldi is definitely my favourite out of all mm. of them. Um, and it is and it is because he's not exciting you. He's not there to. He's just he's just a Scottish man. <laughs> he's just an old man. They say it in the first episode as well. They're saying. He's being seen how he wants to be seen now, how he fe- how he feels. Yeah. An old man. He is very old. Well, he's 50, 57, I think. But, um, no, I mean, but he looks... Doctor, obviously. Oh, you mean a doctor? You've been like, talking about the actor. We talk- well, I've got a bit of a crush on him. You know, he's, <laughs> I know he's, you love to be a Yeah, I really do. I love the thick of it. So I was really excited when he announced he was going to be the doctor because I thought, this is going to be weird. But um, I don't know. I mean, he's he's certainly my doctor. He's just because Tennant was mine for a while because he just was fabulous, just wonderful, just brought you through all these emotions. So so sad, but Capaldi's just new, you know. Just he's fed up. Mm. He's just oh shut up, you know. Just get on with it. And but he's so charming and likable. When he's happy, and you know, it really shines through. You know, 
Actually, yeah, I should, I should watch a few more to give it a go. So, you th- new season, really good, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, people are, I mean, people are divided about this, but I like, I think it's got some of the great best plots. They've gone back to the two parter, which is a real ah. thing from classic Doctor Who, which they've brought back really. Uh, you, you say two, but more like seven parter. Well, back in the classic days of Doctor Who. Well, yeah, the, all the sagas, weren't they? But um, ridiculous. But um, but. You know, that's what people were missing, I think. I think the last series, Series 8, the first series of Peter Capaldi, it felt like the, they had to rush things, all these concepts and whatever, mm-hmm. and it, then it felt rushed and perhaps they need to slow down a bit. And they have. I mean, I don't think there's one that isn't a two-parter so far. Really? They're always, yeah, they're always connected to the last episode, usually, which is fabulous. I love it. Because um, you do get an hour and a half development, which is what Moffat and his writers need to get a decent plot down on paper. Yeah. Because, I mean, well, that's not true. I mean, Moffat was, Moffat's brilliant because he's the one who did it. Um, he did The Empty Child for Chris Eccleston, which is the one with the kids with the gas masks. Oh, so, gosh, yeah, amazing. And you talk about horror for Halloween. And, that's another really horror yeah, actually, film. yeah. And Blink, of course. Blink is his, yeah. It's, um, yeah. which is a fabulous episode. Um, I feel like everyone thought, oh, my gosh, he's going to be so amazing. Obviously, he's the obvious choice for the new Doctor Who. I mean, for the new writer. New head writer, yeah. And then it was like, mm, Cause actually... Because he's, he's good at making those little things in 45 minutes, I think. Yeah. Give him a whole he's series. Good. He's good with the, when he's restrained. Well, Again, this is a running theme of this episode. It, it is, seems. yeah. Well, you see, um, a lot of people say he had a script editor with him on those episodes. Mm. And a script editor's job is to basically make it... To take someone's original script, really, and just sort of break it down to make it easier to read... And it's the same one. The one on Blink did the one in the Empty Child, I think, and a lot of Moffat's episodes. So people, a lot of people suspect that that's maybe why uh, he's he's a bit harder to understand nowadays. Yeah. And then he goes onto concepts which are so wild. People are like, what? Just sit down a minute. What are you saying, Moffat? <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I, to be honest with you, I think Capaldi's saving it at the moment. The of reason course, I, course, the yeah. reason I tune in now. Um, is just to see what he's going to do mm. and how he's going to play things. And he he is the Doctor now. He's he's because in the first because in that first episode in season eight he didn't feel like it then. Mm. He didn't feel like it. I don't think the character did. Uh, you know, he's he's an old he's an old Scottish man. What happened to this young, vibrant Matt Smith that I was? Well, to be fair, it's at least like it's somewhat more fitting for the Doctor. I mean, the Doctor is if we're getting ancient, you know, he's been through so much. And, like, um, he's been, you know, all these young people have been playing him, and it's like, well, at least now someone's a little bit more accurate. Right? Well, exactly. It's, 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 what, it's what the, um, I forgot her name. To a 900-year-old time lord. Yeah, who's been through, a, who went through a lot with Matt Smith. Mm. You know, with Matt Smith, Matt Smith's doctor was exhausted by the end, you know. Literally, you saw... You've seen the Christmas one, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and when he goes really old, and that to me symbolised what his love and journey was, because the Matt Smith era was full of stuff. Like he watched a lot of things happen, didn't he? Really mm. depressing things. So no wonder he feels that old. And Capaldi's just sort of a reflection of that. But there is a reason because people are saying, why does he look like the fella from um, the Pompeii episode in David Tennant's era? Because Capaldi's back in that. In, yeah, back in an episode. Um, uh, called Pompeii when they go back to uh, basically Roman times when, yeah. when Pompeii um, volcano erupted. Um, Peter Capaldi played a character in that. Yeah, exactly, and people will explain that now. 
Have they really? They've actually Have explained it, yeah, that? and it made a lot of sense. Yeah. What was the explanation? Well, I'm not going to say because it's a spoiler. But the real answer is that they cast him because he's a British actor and every British actor is in Doctor Who at some point. And then they were later were like, oh, he'd be a good Doctor. And they went, oh, actually, wasn't he in that episode? He's already been in an episode. And they were like, oh, um, crap, we need to think of some reason why he was there. He's been considered for the Doctor for a long time, um, mainly because he loves the show. Because this is a guy who wrote... He was he wrote in to start the Doctor Who fan club when he was thirteen. The guy knows his stuff. He's mm. you can see in his performance he's taken from all the doctors and trying to put that into his performance. He's a brilliant actor, and it's really nice to have. Cause I'm not saying the others aren't brilliant, but there's something a fifty-five year old man, a fifty-something year old man can bring to that role. You know, he can bring that age to it again because it doesn't feel because. If nothing else, he's brought age. <laughs> he's made it old. He's made Doctor Who. He's made the Doctor old again, which is what for me is vitally important, and I'm really glad he's there. And uh, I'm going to really enjoy. I'm I'm looking forward to the next episode. I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do because um, they recently had uh, Game of Thrones. Mizey Williams is it? She's um she plays um Arya Stark in Game of Thrones. Oh. And so everyone, she's been recently in, and she had a great character. Mm. Um, she um she played a Viking girl. No. But um, and I won't say anything else than that because it gets it gets really cool and <laughs> intense. Right, I think we've got our last track to go. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is uh, our final track of the night. Hope you enjoy it.
Dolly Spice from back in the day when we were going to do this for money. Yeah, briefly. Yeah, that didn't work out, did it? Nah. <laughs> but who cares? Because I like doing it for free. Yeah. It, well, this is it. We don't. We have a lot more freedom now, which is what I prefer. Because before it became, I don't know. We got angry a lot at each other, didn't we? Because of we had to do so many. There was so yeah. We were so restrained. But hey. Guess what I've got working. What have you got working? The virtual reality rubbish Oculus Rift. (laughs) Don't say that about Bristech V. Not rubbish, but alright, compared to Oculus Rift, it's kind of rubbish. But you'll see. That's that's, that's nice. I can see the adverts right now. Bristech VR, it's rubbish compared to Oculus Rift. Woody. You be the judge. I'll be the judge. Because you're going to try it for the first time in your life, some virtual reality. Oh, boy! Now I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you through exactly what, what you're gonna do, and then the rest is gonna be up to you. So, so do I need to take my all, glasses off? Do you think? Or? Um, it should be able to work around your glasses. Okay, it should be big enough. Just hold that up to your glasses. Tutorial. And then, Explorer. yeah, what do you see? Okay. Exhibit. Now there's Urban a. Urban height. Give me a finger. There's a thing right here. There, that's a button. If you press it, yeah, it'll do something. Now, I want you to look all the way to your right. What do you see? Kaleidoscope. Click on that. Now what do you see? Uh, nothing because it's not clicking. Press all the way down, nice and gently. Oh, there we go. Yeah. What do you see? Google. Okay, look around a bit. What do you More Google. Yeah. Now, click the button. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> There's so many colours and they're going everywhere. <laughs> it's so blue and not go. Oh, oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, you see, this is see, this is the technology that will get us. You know, this will save the world. This <laughs> so a piece yeah. of cardboard and put your phone in. Who thought? Every time you move your head, you know, in any direction, it makes the thing move. And yeah, it's really quite intuitive for a piece of cardboard and the phone. That's really good. I'm really impressed with that, actually. Yeah, I can imagine that being quite immersive. And that is pretty trippy, isn't it? That particular one I put you on. Yeah, you can go on. There's much nicer ones to go on, like a. Um, How do you get off it? Uh, you need to tilt oh, I've just it. paused it. Ooh. Um, you can pause it. There's other things like you can just go inside a museum and look around well, and stuff like that, which I think you'd probably like, actually. Yeah, what, what, what else have we got here? 
Well, I, you know, we need to, the way to get the menu is. You I forget that I want to show at the moment as well. Actually, that's me that you need to go like that to get to the menu. Oops. Don't. There we go. Something's uh, happened. Right. Yeah, there we go. Have a look at something else. Go look. What else do you see? Have a little. We got explore. We got exhibit. Let's do explore. I fancy being an explorer. Check that out. Indiana Jones two point right here. What do you see? Um, like a mask thing. Oh well, I was just loading. I think. Oh, I'm in a museum. Are you really? What There's you... a dinosaur. Oh my goodness! Watch out for that. What? Do you, what kind of dinosaur is it? It's a T Rex. It looks like. Wow, is it? Because of its tiny arms. Reach out for it. See if you can grab it. Well, I can't reach out, can I? Roar! Well, like, yeah, that's, that, that was that was uh, letters giving me a bit more, you know, four D four D experience with this. Um, oh wow! But, yeah, the cool thing. Um, you could trick yourself with this, couldn't you? Well, the cool the cool thing I think about it is uh, when a person's doing that, they're completely blind. Like, I mean, I've been swearing at you in the face for about two minutes now and you have absolutely no idea well I'll do it back then here yeah. so it's, have a bit it's, of that it's funny that because have you, a bit of that you had absolutely no idea I'm still in reality there it is and uh, that, that amuses me <laughs> it amused me as well oh there's a lot of dinosaurs going about here oh I like this this is really good yeah well I, you... well done um, BrizTech VR <laughs> this is really <laughs> you said it like ten times and you still don't know what it is <laughs> well okay well this is it oh but uh, yeah, what do, you think, what do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, the better the quality of the phone, I imagine, the better the the experience. But um, yeah, but yeah, I could see a lot being done with that. I mean, I could definitely see games being done like that. If you could strap it on, yeah. If, well, this is the Oculus with some things you strap them on, can't you? Oh yeah, because you strap it on your head, you have a headphone. It's really submersive. So then you, you can um, so you can get like a game that. when you got a console on and whatever you can. But yeah, to it, say that, just that. Was pretty. That was good. That was that was immersive. Was, uh, that was really immersive. I really enjoyed myself. Mm, so. So we've got that now. We've got a piece. We've got the piece of cardboard in the, with a little lensy thing to make it look like we're yes, in museums we and kaleidoscopes. Kaleidoscope was wild. I really recommend. If you can get a BizTech VR, I I'm not sure if they they probably sold aren't they in shops. Uh yeah, and you can you can download them online. I think, and also just make your own. Print them off, make your own, and uh, then just download uh, Google uh, Cardboard, and that's free as well. Yeah, I think it's just worth it's just worth a look at just to see what people are on about, really. Because if you can't afford an Oculus Rift or can't or don't want to put money into something that expensive, to something that you might not even enjoy, it's a good way to start it out. Because that, cause that makes me want an Oculus Rift now. Oh, that's what man. that's done for me. I'm underneath the uh, Eiffel Tower. He's underneath the Eiffel Tower, folks. That's what he can give you. Wow. So bonjour, Monsieur. On that note, on that French note, <laughs> we've had horror notes and we've had French notes this this podcast. Um, Au revoir. Yeah. I don't know any French, so... Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? Ta-da! See you next week.